1: Foundations. An argument that has been made by Rabbi Daniel Asor. He said, who's to say that Jesus didn't simply experience clinical death and then woke up in the cave or woke up from loss of consciousness? Is it possible to prove otherwise?
0: Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. In learning about Mashiach, we're learning a lot about him and his life during this series. But we're especially focusing on the understanding that Mashiach would rise from the dead after being executed to atone for the sins of the people. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, we're lost and should be pitied for being so duped. But if he did rise from the dead, then Jesus is God and he beat death for us. We're looking at the different arguments against Jesus' resurrection to see if they have any credence. And so far, they haven't. We're going to look at some more of these arguments against the resurrection today on Foundations.
1: It always uh, stuns me just how desperately people are to do away with the resurrection. I kind of get it, because if you acknowledge the resurrection, you're acknowledging that Jesus is God. And if Jesus is God, well, you're accountable Mm -hmm, to him. You're going to have to give an account. And so if you want to completely ignore the concept of God, especially a risen Christ, well, then you've got to come up with any excuse you Mm. can. And there have been a lot. So, yeah, we're looking at some of the criticisms and answering those objections to the resurrection to see if maybe they're a little bit legitimate. It'd be good to see if they hold water, Hmm. just to see. I mean, I can remember thinking to myself years ago, you know, if I'm going to give my life for this faith, I want to know that it's real. And therefore, if it's real, it's going to stand up to the pressure and the scrutiny. If it's not going to stand up to the pressure and the scrutiny, then it's not true.
0: Mm, That's right. So we
1: shouldn't be frightened to test our faith. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so we've looked at some other objections already, and there are more.
0: One that uh, I was thinking about was the idea that maybe uh, Mary Magdalene and the other disciples went to the wrong tomb. I mean, they went early in the morning. Maybe it wasn't very light, and maybe they just took a wrong turn and ended up at the wrong tomb, maybe one that hadn't yet been used. Is that a possibility?
1: Well, I guess, look, I guess anything's possible, isn't it? They just took a wrong turn at the wrong street and ended up at a different tomb and it just happened to be Mm. empty, maybe, but they would have pretty quickly have discovered an awful lot of egg dripping from their faces because (laughs) the Roman soldiers standing guard at Jesus' tomb would have immediately responded to the accusation that they'd fallen asleep on the job Mm. and the body was gone because they would have been able to stand up and say, Um, excuse me, mm. we're here, and there is a seal on this tomb. Yeah. and if you dare to break it, you're going to find a body inside. Mm. And of course, all of the religious leaders they would have done the same thing, they would have been trumpeting through the streets. The that's saying that the oh, the, the these yeah. disciples are saying that Jesus is risen. Well, if you want to come and check it out, you can come and check it out. Yeah. He's still in the tomb.
0: They could do. Tours all day long, just to and make sure.
1: <laughs> and I'm sure that the idea oh. of being defiled by touching a dead body for seven days would have been a price they would have been willingly paid mm. yeah, if it right. meant they could put to sleep once and for all yeah. this cult of Jesus Christ. Mm. I'm sure they would have done that had they had the opportunity. But they never said a dicky bird. No, that's right. Because they, the, the, the girls went to the right tomb mm-hmm. and it was empty.
0: That's and right. those
1: soldiers were shaken in their boots. <laughs> they sure, they were. sure were. So
0: what about the idea then that uh, Jesus didn't really die on the cross, but uh, that he maybe fainted or passed out, and then he you know, came back uh, from a bit of a sleep later on rather than from
1: the dead? A bit of a swoon, mm. maybe. Well, okay, that is an argument that has been made. Rabbi Daniel Assor he said, who's to say that Jesus didn't simply experience clinical death and then woke up in the cave or woke up from loss of consciousness? Is it possible to prove otherwise? Maybe in their time they didn't know how to determine death properly and maybe in this case the death wasn't properly determined. Hmm. Uh, well, okay, let's just say you take that argument, let's take it to its conclusion. This suggestion was actually well-researched more than 200 years ago and the man who did it, his name was David Strauss and the name Strauss, I might add, is a Jewish name. Okay. And he said this, The notion that a being who had crawled out of his tomb, half dead, who crept about weak and ill, in need of urgent medical attention and requiring bandaging and support, could have given his disciples the impression that he was a conqueror of death and the grave, the Prince of Life, an impression which was the basis of their future ministry. This notion is completely unreasonable. Such a resurrection could have only weakened the impression that he had made upon them, saddened them, and caused them bitter disappointment. It certainly would not have changed their sorrow into enthusiasm or their fear into worship. Mm, And that's true. You think about what he went through, he wouldn't have suddenly got up all bright and bushy-tailed. He would have (laughs) literally been dragging himself around, literally at the point of death. Mm. So that's one response to that. But I would actually take it a bit further. Let me just say this. Historically... Factually, the Romans were known for their brutality. They were feared throughout the empire because they were experts in doling out torture and death. Death was their business. Mm. If there's one thing that the Romans knew how to do, it was how to execute people. And don't forget, Jesus' execution was an official Roman edict given by Pontius Pilate by official and public decree if the roman soldiers who were tasked with executing jesus and two criminals that day didn't in fact kill him they would have forfeited their own lives yeah that's right and remember they they made sure he was dead yeah, they did. when they pushed a spear up into his side
0: well that's it i mean that's uh, john 19:34 that uh, references that you know one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear and blood and water came out so that's Evidence that uh, yep. he was well and truly dead.
1: Absolutely.
0: And of course, we've talked about this in a previous program too, that uh, the technical or the medical term is hemothorax, which was the result of the savage flogging that he endured. You know, and the spear actually yep. released the first red blood cells that were followed by the clear water type liquid, which was the plasma. So that's actually you know, a medical evidence that's descri- described there in John 19.
1: Exactly. Remember, they came along and they said, he's dead. He's dead? He's dead already? Mm. Really? Oh, let's just make sure. Yeah. I mean, they were positive that yeah. he was dead. I also learned recently about another possible medical description that came from Jesus' side. You know what you just explained with the blood and the water? There's mm-hmm. another possible uh, medical explanation for that too. It's called hypovolemic shock. It's also called pericardial effusion. Uh, where the prolonged rapid heartbeat results in this hypervolemic shock causing the the fluid to gather around the heart. Mm. Either one or both. But Jesus was dead that day. That's right. He yeah. was dead. And he'd already experienced anxiety and stress. I mean, again, we we focus on the crucifixion, but what led up to the crucifixion? Mm. That's right. I mean, he was already distressed to the point he was sweating blood yeah. in the garden. Yeah. So he was already in a state of extreme torment and anxiety. Uh, Then he was uh, arrested. He was taken by the soldiers. He was beaten to a pulp. He had his head covered with a crown of thorns that was beaten onto him with rods. Mm. They literally ripped the beard from his face. Then they tied him up and they flogged him. They flogged him to the point that his back looked like a ploughed field. Mm. He was so disfigured he didn't even look like a man. Then in that weakened, exhausted, tortured state he was then nailed to a cross, hung up in the air for six hours in excruciating agony and then he's the one who decided when he was going to die, when he gave up the ghost and said, Mm. Lord, into your hands I commit my spirit. And then to make sure that he was well and truly dead, as you've already said, the soldiers came and shoved a spear right up through his side into his heart. Mm. He was dead. So to think that he just swooned from that? Like, that's not just a stretch. That's just like, <laughs> talk about an impossibility. Yeah,
0: that's right. Exactly. No. That's probably more impossible than a, a resurrection.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I believe with medical certainty we can say Jesus was well and truly dead. And what's more, he was dead and in the grave for three days and three nights. Yeah.
0: Well, we're going to wrap up our examination of whether or not Jesus actually rose from the dead. We'll do that next time on Foundations.